Today on The Family Vacationer, we've got a thrilling adventure in store for you. Get ready to set your sights on the vibrant and enchanting continent of South America. Episode 125 starts right now. Welcome to The Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny. Rob and Danny. The go-to podcast for families on the move. Welcome, friends. I'm Rob. And I'm Danny. And this is episode 125 of The Family Vacationer. We're so glad that you're with us for another episode. Now, if you missed last week and you're a runner or just a big Disney fan, we've got a great episode on the Run Disney event. So make sure and go back and check that out. This week, however, we're taking a look at South America as a family travel destination. Yes, South America. It's a land of rich culture, breathtaking landscapes, and pretty much endless possibilities for an unforgettable family vacation. So whether you're dreaming of exploring ancient ruins or trekking through the lush rainforest or dancing to the vibrant beats of Latin rhythms, this remarkable continent has it all. That's right. We're going to share some insider tips, travel hacks, recommendations to ensure that your family's adventure is not only safe and enjoyable, but also filled with lifelong memories. We're going to try to uncover some must-see landmarks, introduce you to the mouth-watering cuisine, even guide you through some lesser-known gems that'll make your trip truly extraordinary. Whether you're contemplating a family hike through the magnificent Andes or a thrilling Amazon rainforest expedition, or maybe even exploring the wonders of the Galapagos Islands, this episode is going to be your one-stop resource for all things South America. So get ready to ignite your wanderlust and embark on an unforgettable journey with your loved ones. Joining us today to talk about South America is Carolina Gilcapi, founder and destination expert for Sated Ventures Travel, a boutique travel operator that has specialized in South America since 2006. Carolina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you coming on. So I want to start by asking you, what are some of the most popular family-friendly destinations in South America? Definitely. There are so many. It's such a diverse place. And I offer all of it, but my favorite places and the most popular are in Ecuador, Galapagos Islands. Mm -hmm. Why? Because of the wildlife. There's no predators in the Galapagos. So you can be face-to-face -face with sea lions and giant tortoises mm -hmm. and nobody runs away. And so it's really <laughs> exciting for kids to be able to experience that. So Ecuador has been like number one destination. I don't know what happened if there was a show somewhere that people woke up to the Galapagos, but they are definitely coming uh, in, in, in groups. <laughs> so it's really exciting to see that. And then another place that's been always uh, a joy to sell is Costa Rica. Uh, mm -hmm. It has something for everyone, no matter yes. what ages the children are. There's beaches, there's volcanoes, there's zip lining, there's monkeys, there's Everything you can imagine, you can experience in Costa Rica with families and yeah. hotels just cater to families. There's amazing pools, there's hot springs. So it's a really great place, very close. Uh, if from some places in the United States, as close as three hours away. So mm -hmm. if you're thinking about, oh my gosh, Latin America is so far away. No, it's close. <laughs> Let's change that mindset. You can be in Costa Rica sipping on a pina yep. colada this afternoon if you choose to. That's right. So that's Let's go. Let's go. We know, leave right now. Really, a really <laughs> yeah. great destination. Um, another one, if you have teenagers, if you're adventurous, 
Peru has been wonderful. Machu Picchu mm-hmm. is, is on people's bucket lists. And now I'm seeing uh, grandparents going with their grandkids, you know, multi-generational uh, trips. So it's really fun to plan those because everyone kind of needs something different. But if you have hikers, Peru is wonderful. The Andes are very welcoming. They love children. So it's really fun to bring them there and experience, you know, the Inca civilization together. And I'll give you one more because there are so many I could go on yep, and on. Right. But um, something for the unexpected, for those families who have been everywhere and want to do something different. I have taken my own children on this expedition where we land in Bolivia and then we go to the Uyuni Salt Flats, which yes. is, you know, the largest salt flats in the world. We're in a four by four Jeep with our driver and our guide who become like family because we're together for like four days. Yeah. And we cross the salt flats to Chile to Atacama Desert. So you kind of like rough it in Bolivia and then Mm -hmm. you arrive to Atacama Desert and there's beautiful resorts there. Everyone can relax. Mom can go to the spa. Kids can still, you know, ride (laughs) horses and go hiking and go sliding on uh, surfboards down the sand dunes. And it is such an amazing adventure. It feels like another planet. So I'm always Mm -hmm. pushing that one for my clients who think they've been everywhere. I was like, wait, I got something. (laughs) Yes. I love Bolivia. I've been there five times. Awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. It's, it's magical. It's absolutely magical. I've been to Costa Rica five times as well. So you're hitting all of my favorites. I've been to Peru a couple of times. Yeah. I'm just, you're speaking my language. And so. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. I'm behind. Um, You mentioned Peru. So I know there are parts of Peru that have the high altitude. How, how do you recommend families with, with younger children deal with the high altitude? So this is what's crazy. Children are not a, as affected by altitude as adults are. I guess oh. when, they're st- when their lungs are still growing, they yeah. expand much quicker and they're just not affected. And I can prove that with my own kids. I've taken them at least <laughs> 20 times. And they're just like little goats running up the mountain. And I'm over there with an oxygen mask. So I've been offering high altitudes all over. And really, I've never had issues, you know, knock, knock on wood uh, with families. It's usually mm-hmm. older people. And mm-hmm. even with older people, it's 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 you never know when you're going to be affected. I have been right. many times myself. But usually I never have a problem. And once in a while, I I do. So, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a huge deal. We always have a 24-hour medical team on, on call. Our guides have uh, oxygen masks that they carry in their backpacks. And it's usually like a 24-hour thing. And the way yeah. that I build my trips is that when you land in high altitude, we take you to the lowest point possible, and then we do it like steps. Yeah. And that really helps. It's all about planning and those little things. Sure. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, when families are traveling, obviously, especially when they're going out of the country, safety is a is probably the number one thing on our minds. Um, and of course, like you know, it's funny because I'm asking this question because- I've been debriefed on safety things in lots of different countries. And it's funny you mentioned Costa Rica because we were about to get in a boat and go to an island. And I just kept hearing this like, like this. And I said, oh my gosh, I've just learned where Bigfoot lives. I've just found out. And so I'm, 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 and my friend, he said, oh no, it's just a little howler monkey. And I was like, dude, that is not a monkey that is freaking bigfoot man Our this is where he lives are terrifying yes and then i see him coming through trees it was like a tiny little howler monkey 
And I'm thinking, how do you make that noise? They said, don't look at them. Don't talk to them. Don't feed them. Just keep walking. And so, but anyway, okay. So other than that, what kind of- I know imagination goes crazy when it gets dark, like in the Arenal area of Costa Rica, and there's tons of howler monkeys. And you hear them outside and we're like, oh my God, it's gorillas. It's gorillas. (laughs) It sounds like it. But okay, so in in general, there's my take on safety, but uh, what what do you got in terms of what should families know about? Um, Okay, so my number one thing about safety is please don't drink the water. It Mm. doesn't matter where you are. Your body just has different- bacteria in it than the water that is abroad it might be the safest water the best water local people are drinking it but you're not used to it so Mm -hmm. so water will really ruin your trip um Mm -hmm. and that that comes with you know brushing your teeth bring bottled water into the bathroom tell your kids not to drink water when they're in the shower they will anyway and someone will get sick and then you (laughs) we will deal with it but um, but that's my my big one because people are not paying attention to it in the bathroom. They're mm-hmm. you know like yes yes we won't drink it in the in the restaurant, but um, water water is a is a problem sometimes. Um, and what else? Um, well, now antibiotics are typically over the counter as well. Yes. So that's a, I know that's another perk of Latin America is yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much you can get anything you want in the pharmacy. And right, like yeah. I said, we we have such great access to a medical team in every destination. So if anybody needs something, even even, you know, uh, for high altitude, going back to that, coca tea is served everywhere and, you know, mm-hmm. and making sure everybody is feeling good. So that's that's not a problem getting medicine. But let's try to yeah. avoid getting sick. Right. right. Um, <laughs> another thing to do with health is when you're near the equator that sun omg it is so strong and people are like oh it's overcast we'll be fine sunburn you know sun poisoning and i tell you this because i brought my mother to peru and she's over there tanning in machu picchu and we had to get her on an iv that night so oh my goodness um, let's not mess with the equatorial sun you need sun protection no matter if it's sunny or or cloudy and i say that because of kids you know they love to be outdoors so you want to make sure they're protected um, another thing is I would not encourage public transportation. I've done this many, many times myself, but it's not just for safety, but for the reason of things breaking down. So mm. when you think of public transportation, it is not first class buses. It's probably chicken buses in a lot of Central America. And they are the school buses that have been kind of l- you know, are off to the off to the um, pasture in the United yeah. States, and Central right. America buys them and uses them for pl- public transportation. So they break down <laughs> all the time. And they so I really encourage and, families yeah. to use private drivers. It is yeah. so nice to be able to be taken from point A to B and look out the window and not be lost in a map and and really take advantage of those days because i know our clients don't have that much vacation time so let's not waste three of them being stuck somewhere in the jungle changing a tire on a public bus (laughs) so skip public transportation uh unless somebody really recommends it like a travel expert when we're talking argentina chile their transportation is fantastic it's two double you know double decker buses with movies and air conditioning and snacks and you know it's it's top notch but uh, most of Latin America doesn't have that luxury. So I would um, I would definitely check into that. And then when you're planning the trip, when you're looking at uh, places like um, the Amazon or the Galapagos or places that are remote, 
check if children are allowed because a lot mm -hmm. of lodges will require six years old or eight years old mm -hmm. for your okay. own safety and for the sanity of the other clients uh, that are <laughs> yeah. staying there. So, so those are just few things to think about. But besides that, plan it well. You know, you can take your children anywhere as long as yeah. you plan ahead. Mm -hmm. We just can't be spontaneous anymore as parents, but we can <laughs> yeah. still do everything. <laughs> For sure. Well, yeah. so safety would be the number one concern a lot of people have. Another concern is just the cultural experiences, the cultural differences. What are some uh, cultural differences that families should be aware of when they're going to South America? Sure. Uh, oh, my gosh. So I <laughs> think bringing children to, to South America is the best way to experience culture because right. They are so loved there. So I do a lot of uh, indigenous communities, uh, jungle uh, communities. We go into the Andes. Uh, my company sponsors a lot of the villages. And so they welcome us. And we are the only ones who are visiting them that day. So kids are like my little icebreaker. Like, look, I have a cute kid. And now their ladies are excited. <laughs> and they're welcoming me into the kitchen. And I'm bouncing their baby on my knee. And they're taking mine. And it's like an icebreaker. So it's really yeah. wonderful. Um, at markets, you will be stopped, encouraged to chat with them. So um, so don't worry about that because you will be loved with children. Uh, but I encourage everyone to learn a little bit of the language, mostly Spanish in South America, you know, Portuguese and Brazil. Because if you try even just a few words, and especially for the kids, like it's really exciting to like speak the secret language that <laughs> this is new to them, you know. It, uh, it again, opens doors and everyone's so appreciative that you're trying. So uh, I it just, it really, it's cultural barriers are just broken. Overall, we're all the same, right? We all yeah. want love and, and happiness and health. So it's very, you just realize um, once you start traveling and getting comfortable that, uh, you know, we're all the same and, you know, barriers go down. And you don't, you don't have to be afraid that people are not that different there. And it's such an eye opener for families, you know, kids, especially. I, this is the reason I bring my children around with me everywhere is because I want them to see, look, look, be grateful for what we have here. Look how people mm -hmm. live and, and how people, how uh, humbly people live, but they're so happy, you know, right. it takes yeah. so little to make us happy. So I love that as that cultural shock, you know, because yes, there will be crazy outfits and crazy things that you hear <laughs> of them doing. Like they're digging up grandma every four years in Peru and they're bringing her to dinner, you know, and they're having all these crazy customs, but uh, in general, we're, we're, similar <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome um I, are there any particular challenges that families might face when traveling to south america that they might not face in other parts of the world sure i mean it's it's the unknown right um right. so uh, language is a big barrier you know planning the itinerary trying to make it as comfortable as possible because sometimes people look oh i'll go to south america and they think this is just one trip and it's a huge continent it requires many 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 trips like i said right. i've been 42 times and i've already have like seven trips planned because there's always something new to discover so being realistic with your time uh, so it's not really just a challenge for South America, but in general, traveling with children, be realistic with your time. Instead of trying to cram everything so that you can say you've been there, 
go to two or three places and really enjoy. Sit there, yeah. drink a little cafecito and watch people go by <laughs> and really just soak in the, you know, the atmosphere of the location instead of just trying to move your kids around all the time. Because guess what? They will not be happy when you do that. <laughs> well, let's talk packing and logistics. Let, let's say you're a first time traveler to South America. How do you recommend packing for that trip? Sure. So uh, again, logistically, you have to think about what uh, transportation modes you will be taking. So most likely you're going to take a lot of flights. All the flights within South America allow 50 pounds uh, for, the, for those smaller flights. So if your flight from the United States allows you 70 pounds, guess what? You should pack for 50 pounds because that's what you're going to be doing within South America. Personally, I am not a big checked luggage kind of girl. I cram everything into um, a, a carry-on because <laughs> yes. that's just my style. I prefer to bring more money and less things, but I know with kids, you need to bring more stuff to keep them entertained. So you will be checking luggage. So you have to be uh, weary of that of that um, weight restrictions. So that, that's right. number one. Um, and, and then also leave room in the luggage because you're going to be you know, surrounded by so many amazing markets, you're going to be bringing stuff home. I mean, between the indigenous markets and the Andes, where kids will want to buy everything, all the llama stuff and, you know, mm. <laughs> uh, all the trinkets, uh, but then also like really good quality things. Like when you go to Argentina, the leather is fantastic. You know, beautiful tango shoes are handmade and they're like $35. So take mm. advantage of all of those things. Leave room in the luggage. Uh, that's definitely a, a huge a logistical thing for people to plan. And it's the, let's be honest, it's the mom who's going to be doing the packing. So these are tips for moms. <laughs> You're probably um, right. We'll limit it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the kids, we know, we know what to bring. Um, and what else? Uh, I mean, just, just think about where you're going to, it, it all depends where you're going to go because a trip sure. planned to Patagonia will be a completely different experience than a trip down the Amazon river, you know? So it all depends where you're going, uh, do your research, talk to the experts and, you know, and they will give you some, some good advice on what to bring and what not to bring. You know, it's, it's interesting too. You also have to, you really have to plan ahead in terms of the climate because, you know, I know a couple of times I've been to Bolivia, it, it's been in the, our summertime, but we're traveling out to, in the mountains into a little village called uh, Kia Urku, Quechua word. And um, we spend the night out there in the field and it's June, but it's 30 degrees. Because oh it's yeah, so below the equator, the, the seasons are flipped. Yeah. So our summer is their winter. Right. Uh, so you again, it really depends where you're going. You have to talk climate. So mm -hmm. uh, down to like the water temperature. So in the Galapagos, which is a very popular destination for families, you want to you're you're imagining yourself being in the water every day. Well, guess what? Warm waters is from like December to May. The rest of the 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 year, the water mm -hmm. is frigid. Yeah. Frigid. Oh, wow. Now I'm originally from Poland, so I'm not afraid of cold water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, let me tell you, everybody wears those wetsuits starting June and it's, it's quite an experience. So again, these are, this could be a, a, a negative surprise for someone if they didn't do the research or ask someone what to expect. And then, like I said, the seasons are flipped. So if you want to, if you're thinking about going to 
Patagonia to see the glaciers, you want to go in our winter, their mm. summer, when things yeah. are actually open and things are not so frozen over that the boats can't go between, you know, the fjords and the glaciers. Mm -hmm. So, so many different things to think about, you know, yeah. Amazon jungle, you don't want to go in February because it's their summer and the peak of rainy season. So yeah. mm. I know it all. <laughs> yes, you do. So what are some affordable ways for families to explore South America without breaking the bank? Okay, affordable ways. Um, for every destination, I always have kind of like a split idea of how we can do things. Of course, there's luxury in South America. There are hotels that are $1,000 a night and more. You know, so if you're looking for luxury, you will find it there. But of course, that's not for everyone. And it's not realistic for large families with children. So uh, number one thing I, I tell people when they're, especially when they're looking at packaged uh, prices, uh, you know, packages, tell them to remove all the meals because why is a child paying the same price for a meal as an adult? They're definitely not going to eat the same and it will right. really uh, eliminate a lot of the cost because, uh, and I, and I do a lot of meals for my clients. So I know how it works. I literally hire a guide to walk them to the restaurant to a preset table and a menu that's been built for them and if it and and it gets into hundreds of dollars sometimes. So yeah. if we right away think about eliminating the cost of the meals, but still ask me for the names of the restaurant or ask me for recommendations, you will still have a wonderful experience. But you'll pay a la carte for the menu, which is a fraction of the cost. And then kids can have their French fries or you know minimal things that they order anyway. So that's a that's a big part. Food uh, brings the yeah. cost of packages higher. So if you're customizing a package. Step one. Um, and there's always different ways to do things like going back to the Galapagos simply because literally 51% of my uh, packages last year were Galapagos. I don't I don't know what happened, but everybody <laughs> went to Ecuador last year. So so I, I really played around with a lot of things. Uh, people think of Galapagos and they think of cruising. And so cruising can be expensive. It's like $10,000 per person uh, sometimes to cruise and more. So they think it's out of their bucket list. They can never do Galapagos, but I know they can because we now have three villages on the Galapagos with hotels and day yachts. So we actually build these island hopping packages that is like a fraction of the cost of doing a cruise. For families, mm. it's actually better because you have a pool, you can walk around at night, you're not stuck on a boat, you don't have to include all the meals. So uh, really great options to do that. So the whole purpose of that is uh, to explain that for every destination, there are different ways to do it. You just got to really dig deep and figure out uh, different ways. There's different train levels in Peru. There's different uh, um, lodges in in, um, in Patagonia. So we will always be able to find something that works. You just got to ask the right questions. So if you're traveling with infants, toddlers, you know, we're used to pack and plays and car seats. If you're traveling to South America, are there any special precautions that families that are traveling with those kids should know about? Um, no, pretty much everything that they need will be provided. Now, if okay. we're going really remote somewhere, probably in the uni salt flats on that crossing, they won't have a pack and play. But the car will have a car seat. That's pretty okay. standard now, even in the remote places. Uh, safety is first. So we always make sure that we're using, you know, licensed drivers and really good cars for families to get thrown around the, the salt flats because <laughs> it's super bumpy. Um, 
So, so that's that's not an issue. They should not be concerned that you know they're going to be riding a goat. <laughs> that's you know it's that that's that's in the movies, and we can do that for a fun excursion, but not for transportation. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, what are some of the most memorable experiences that you've seen families have while traveling in South America? Sure. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, yeah. Glamping has been really big. Uh, mm. It has been very popular lately. So we have glamping actually in Costa Rica. We have glamping in the Galapagos where you wake up and giant tortoises are around your tent. It is spectacular. Oh, wow. Uh, so we, we, and then we have yurts in Patagonia. So again, a really different experience because you can hear the outside. You know, it's like an African style safari tent. In South America, it blows my mind. I get really excited when they when they mm -hmm. do something new and exciting like this. A new thing that we've been doing this year uh, for families, especially this is fantastic. So in, out, on the coast of Panama, there are these islands called San Blas and the Kuna Indians live on these islands, very colorful, but also stunning for snorkeling and photography and just remote islands all throughout and in some of the islands of villages. So usually people would go there, stay in a very rustic hut over the water and then leave. And because it's so rustic, most people would stay only one day and one night. And I feel like there wasn't enough because they didn't get enough of that island culture. So what has been happening lately is there are catamarans, private catamarans, very affordable with two bedrooms or four bedrooms, depending on the size of, size of the family, that will be sailing around the islands. You're doing all your excursions, you're doing your snorkeling, you're still pulling those lobsters out of the you know traps and eating them for dinner, but mm -hmm. you're staying in the safe cocoon of a catamaran with your family and the crew you know, on board instead of in a rustic accommodations uh, on the islands. And that's been really a, a godsend for Panama because it's now become this really fun family destination. Um, what else? What else? Oh, in Costa Rica, there's that airplane that crashed uh, maybe 20 years ago and they redid that into a into a hotel. So that's fun for families. Oh, wow. they, you can literally stay inside a crashed airplane. I mean, only in Latin America, right? Right. Um, so <laughs> how big was that plane? It, uh, a what? How big was that plane? It's it's like a it's like a proper jet. You know, it's oh, huge. Okay. They they made yeah. it into like a two wow. bedroom uh stay. Yeah, oh, wow. it's really fun. <laughs> so cool. so you know they're always taking uh, opportunities into what they can do. I mean, salt hotels made out of salt. Families love that. My kids just go around licking the walls, so you can't go wrong, right? Can't beat that. <laughs> and it's not just the walls, like the bed is made of salt with the mattress on top, you know, so it's, it's so much fun to pick these little things to make it memorable for the kids, because they yeah. might not remember that they went to Bolivia, but they will remember that salt hotel, you know, that yes. they were running around in. Yeah, um, licking, licking the walls Let's would be it. memorable for sure. Like Willy Wonka's world there. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So just stuff like that. Uh, there's so many different things. Again, it takes some research to find those little memorable things. I believe that, you, you know, a hotel shouldn't just be a hotel. You should wake up and feel like you're in that country. Yeah. So I'm, I really stay away from chain hotels and things like that because, hey, mm. we can stay in those here. Uh, right. I want uh, uh, yeah. my family and, and my clients to always feel like they're at that destination and if there's something extra that they throw in like um there's a hotel it's actually a marriott so i'm i'm, yeah. I'm going against <laughs> what i just said but a marriott just opened in cusco in peru they, they opened maybe uh, two years ago right around covid and 
the reason it's special is because it took them like eight years to open because every time they would dig, they would find like new artifacts and oh. Inca wall pieces and, and oh, all these things in the ruins of the of the building that they were redoing. Yeah. So they actually, instead of fighting history, they like absorbed it. And now there's a museum inside the hotel oh, and wow. monks from the local monastery come around and give you tours with a candle, uh, you know, with like a lantern at night. So it's super cool. It's all included for whoever stays at this property. Uh, so things like that. They have like llamas running around. So I always seek out these little places because um, sometimes it would cost extra to go to a llama like farm to, to see them. But here they are at breakfast and you're having breakfast and they're running around. <laughs> and so kids love that. So you always have to find these little things that are hidden between the lines, but we know where they are. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you my number because that, that sounds like exact place I need to say when I go to Cusco. That's kind of a bucket Perfect. list thing. Do that hike. Got it. You know? Got it. So yeah, just let me know. Calling. I'll put it together for you. <laughs> yeah. My father-in-law, he wants to do it too. He's like, he's 74 years old, but he can hike 15 miles without breathing the heart. So he <laughs> wants to do Machu Picchu. So we're going to make Beautiful. it happen. I take, my, I take my father quite often on, on these excursions. So he's been to Machu Picchu with me and he's been nice. to Galapagos with me. It's so nice to be able yeah. to do that for them. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and you've already talked about this next question, but I want to ask again. So, you know, part of the reason that you would take your kids to South America would be to sample that culture, but you also want to have fun too. How do you recommend balancing the educational with the fun activities while you're there? Definitely. So in my, from my experience, kids care about two things and that's water and animals. <laughs> you know, these things keep their attention. So mm -hmm. I can take my daughters on a cultural experience. They're learning about the indigenous communities. They're sitting there patiently. They're listening. They're drinking the weird stuff that they've been given. Like they're being so good because they know at the end of the day, they're going to be in a pool, you know? Yep. So it's so funny. You just got to play around with what kids' interests are. Uh, I recently took my daughter on, uh, we were invited to test out the new Amazon cruise down um from uh, Iquitos in Peru and so she's 11 years old and so we were upgraded to this uh, to this cabin with a plunge pool with a private plunge pool right oh, outside cool. of our where the bed is so she did hikes in the heat in the humidity we went out at night and and tagged alligators and we did all these or caiman sorry they're not alligators on there mm -hmm. uh, but we did all these things that are scary that hanging bridges and all these things that she would never want to do because she's like i just want to be in my plunge pool at night you know so <laughs> so <laughs> it's just you need to balance <laughs> what kids interests are i mean yes you're gonna push them a little bit you know but yeah. um you just got to give and take with, with yeah. children and, and plan it out that way that there's something for them too. I mean, it is their vacation too, and right. they don't care about ruins as much as you do. And they don't <laughs> care about learning what's in the museum. Uh, they will, you know, catch them a, a, their attention for a little bit, not, but not right. the way we love it, you know? So mm -hmm. you just need to give them something. So wildlife and water has been something that I've always incorporated for all my families. <laughs> That works. That definitely yeah. Remind our listeners of your website, your company's website. Yeah, so we are Sated Ventures, and the website is www.sadedventures.com. And we specialize in all of Latin America. The last 17 years, we've been doing that, and we customize every trip. So there are no group departures and no cookie-cutter itineraries. Everything is based on 
your dates, your interests, your budget. We we do this. We get on a Zoom and plan it together. I, I'm more than happy to help any families come down and, and experience what I have with my kids. Fantastic. Well, Carolina, yes. thank you so much for being yes. on the show with us. Thank you. Yes, awesome. my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, everyone. If you're ready to plan your next family vacation, call my dad. He would love to help you as a certified travel agent. He never charges a fee to help you plan your vacation. Email him at rjones at starstufftravel.com. Get started planning your vacation today. That does it for this week's show. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. Next week, we take a look at New York City. Definitely don't want to miss that one. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.